Hey, what's going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the 11 game NBA main slate on Friday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. Also, I hope you guys had a very good uh, Thanksgiving making this on Thanksgiving itself, but I hope you guys have a great day. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the family. Um, if you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you're interested in signing up for premium content, offer a few different packages, NBA, NFL, and esports package. More info down below. The sponsor of the video is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a player prop site where you can take over under on fancy points or over under and straight up points, rebounds, assists for NBA. Um, they also have a ton of different sports: uh, NFL, college football, college basketball, soccer, tennis, esports. You can mix and match sports and pick uh, two to five players and win up to 10x your money. So if you guys want to try it out, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word, and you'll get 100% match up to $100. Um, and finally, as always, I want to thank you guys for coming back and watching all these videos and checking out the live streams as well. Make sure to like the video, um, hit the notification bell, and... Um, yeah, make sure to check the live stream as well. I will be live tomorrow. And let's try to aim for 100 likes on this video, guys. Okay, so before we get into players and the prices for this 11-game slate, let's look back mine up here from uh, Wednesday night. So Wednesday night went really well. Could have been a takedown, too. So we'll first, let's start with uh, the tilting part, okay? Low-owned Dwight Howard. Massive foul trouble. Suggs, chalk, but foul trouble. And Sabonis, kind of in between, not super chalky, but got a decent amount of ownership, foul trouble as well. So, um, one slate, one slate I would add, I would I would like uh, without uh, did not deal with any foul trouble, but I can't I can't be super tilted about it because I also got extremely lucky with uh, a game going to overtime that I had a lot of exposure to the Lakers and Pacers. So that kind of cancels that out, right? I'm. I'm very tilted about the the three players in foul trouble but i also got extremely lucky with that game going overtime so that cancels it out but i'm still tilted about one other thing lakers frank vogel said um that uh against a big pacers front court they're most likely going to play dwight howard and deandre jordan the full 48 meaning one of those guys out there at all times um they said they could go small against more small ball teams but since the pacers have you know one two bigs out there at all times that they're likely to have either jordan or howard out there at all times and so I was going under that assumption, um, and uh, both barely, no one played the fourth quarter. They want small ball. Lie to me. So imagine if Dwight and DeAndre Jordan got the full 48, and Dwight didn't get in foul trouble. Um, I could have been a takedown alert. I could have been a takedown alert if uh, they had Jordan and Dwight Howard, one of those guys out there at all times. Now, they still got there in limited action, but could have been much better if uh, Frank Vogel was actually telling the truth there. But yeah, so the rest of my lineup, again, I, I use seven players from two games. Um, you know, the, the Hornets guys were just too cheap, right? Or the Hornets guys, the Magic guys, and Suggs and, and Carter Jr. And then I went extremely heavy in the Lakers-Pacers game with Brogdon, Sabonis, LeBron, uh, Dwight Howard, and DeAndre Jordan. And then my one-off there was Josh Giddy, who I was pretty high on. The only word there was the blowout. But hey, luckily they kept it close, and he went for a big game. So um, that was my lineup. I had a nice 3x basically overall um, on the night. So no complaints there. And then, let's see, I was checking out some lineups here. This was the winning lineup. Oh, Petty Theft took it down. 100K. This was the Rainmaker $3,000 entry. So, winning lineup was Suggs, Van Fleet, Wagner, another guy I was, I was pretty high in. He was popular to 53% this one. Carter Jr., Jakob Pertl, Brogdon, Sabonis, and Nurkic. So, you see what happens, Chauncey Billups, when you give Yusuf Nurkic minutes? You see what happens? 
play him more. I was that made my night. Now I was already like I was happy because I was cashing, but I saw the Yusuf Nurkic first quarter. He had like a double double. Uh, that put the biggest smile on my face. He absolutely smashed. Give him more minutes, Chauncey. Okay, but yeah, guys, that's it for the look back. Hope you guys had a good night. And let's talk about this 11-game slate. So we'll start off with Minnesota and Charlotte. On the Minnesota side, we saw the massive game from Ant-Man kind of out of nowhere against Miami, uh, uh, almost 70 bomb. Um, I do think, you know, no, you got to factor in what happened, right? Carl Anthony Towns got in massive foul trouble. I think he played four or five minutes in the first half. So that definitely gave a boost to Anthony Edwards. So I feel like people might chase this game. I'm still fine with Ant-Man, but I'm worried the ownership is going to be inflated in 11 games slate. And if I feel it's going to get to a point where he's like one of the chalkier plays in the slate, then I'll just avoid. Again, Carl Anthony Towns in 9-5 got in severe foul trouble. I think he played five or six first half minutes. Um... I do like targeting bigs against this Hornets front court, so I have some interest in Cat. The issue is the floor is a lot lower this year when the big three is healthy of him, Ant-Man, and D'Lo. And then I also have some interest in D'Angelo Russell. Like, for example, if if Ant-Man's going to be like, I don't know, 25% tomorrow and D'Angelo Russell's going to be 5%, just give me D'Lo all day, right? If he's going to be like way less owned. I think both have similar upsides. And D'Lo's been playing big minutes. Uh, he's been getting a good amount of shot time stops. So I like the big three here for Minnesota. It's going to come down to ownership and who I think is going to be the most popular. My guess is, is Ant-Man after the last game. Um, again, he I think he will be a little bit over-owned. Now, Pat Beverly left that game, did not return. It was Malik Beasley that picked up a lot of those minutes. He played 38 minutes. So we'll see what they do with the starting lineup. But if they move Beasley in the starting lineup, I have some interest in him at 3-9. Also, Jared Vanderbilt has been playing really well and has actually stayed out of foul trouble last few games, 25-plus minutes the last five games. So I think he's viable. The only concern now is it's now to a price where if he gets, like, two quick ones, you're in trouble, right? He's no longer, like sub 4k where if he gets in foul trouble it might not hurt you he's almost 5k so if he gets an early foul trouble then it's going to hurt you so that's what we had to factor in of yeah he's done a decent job of staying out of foul trouble lately but he's he's a jaron jackson jr-esque in the fact that he's just always always in foul trouble all right charlotte so i first i have to tilt for you if you played lamella ball and i was super close i was talking about some big trend. i almost played lamella ball it was between him or lebron i went i pivoted to lebron james luckily um, LaMelo had a good game in 26 minutes. Played 34 fancy points. He played 26 minutes because he got benched. He got benched for trying to throw an alley-oop to himself. And I think he played like 10 or 11 first half minutes. So if you played LaMelo ball last late, I feel for you big time. Like I would be so, so tilted about that. Him getting his minutes cut by like 12 minutes. Now, assuming he goes back to his normal minutes of 38, 39 minutes, I think he makes for a decent spend up here. And what I think happens, I think a lot of people will chase this Terry Rozier game. Yeah, Terry Rozier went off. He does have upside. But you also have to realize what happened. First, he had six steals. Second, you had LaMelo Ball benched. So Rozier was handling a lot of the ball, um, you know, doing the ball handling. So um, I think Rozier is fine. But just like Ant-Man, he's probably going to be over-owned after last game. Bridges, Hayward, secondary options for me. PJ came back and only played five minutes. Mason Plumlee gets a big front court. Might be asked to play a little bit more. But, like, I don't think it's necessary. Uber is always going to play for GPPs, more boom or bust play. Phoenix and the Knicks. So um, nothing really stands out for me on the Phoenix side. I think my, my favorite play probably DeAndre Ayton, who should play probably, he got in foul trouble last game, but I think he probably plays low 30s minutes. Um, so Ayton probably my favorite option. Paul Booker, both in play. Paul a little bit of a higher floor. Booker the higher ceiling. Neither are must plays. The wings never really stand out to me. Um McGee, you can always use in 12 to 15 minutes on the bench. He's a good point for a guy. But an 11-game slate, I just don't think it's necessary. Moving on to the Knicks. So Julius Randle, 
going up against the Suns, secondary spend up. Again, doesn't really stand out. I'll keep an eye on Derrick Rose. If he's out, that's going to boost the value of guys like Kemba, Fournier, Burks, even quickly. They all got um, you know a little bit of usage bump and a few extra minutes last game. So those four would all be in play if there's no Rose. And then keep an eye on Mitchell Robinson and Taj Gibson. If they can't go, Narrowlands Wall probably starts and he probably plays big minutes. He played 39 minutes last game. I don't know if we get 39, but um, assuming those two bigs are out again, I think Noel's a pretty safe value play. Okay, let's move on to uh, Chicago and Orlando. So Chicago now fully healthy. A lot of these guys like Droz and Levine priced up from when Vooch is out. Vooch is now back. So there's no real standout plays for me here. Um, like, it's a good matchup. Like, if you want to take a shot in one of the, the starters, you can uh, for GPPs. But I'm just going to say, like, there's no one that stands out for me. And the bench guys, I'm probably going to stay away from. So Chicago as a whole, only in tournaments if you want to take a shot in any of those guys. Moving on to the Magic. So Cole Anthony, uh, we'll see about his status as well as Terrence Ross. If they're both out again, they're going to be thin. Uh, so guys like Jalen Suggs would play the point guard and probably play around 30 minutes. He got in some foul trouble last game. Would like Suggs a decent amount. Carter Jr. feels too cheap at 5'6". He probably plays over 30 minutes. I think you can make the argument from Obamba. The only issue is he's only center eligible. Center usually pretty low to position, but he probably plays over 30 minutes. Franz Wagner bounced back in a nice way. He went for 30 fancy points. I like him for value. Um, if you think the game blows out, you can look to a guy like RJ Hampton at 4'9", uh, who shot 0 of 7 last game, so... Really kind of depends what you think happens in this game if Anthony and Ross are out. If you think the game stays competitive and you want to look to the starters, if you think the game blows out, maybe like Arja Hampton. But his price is up now to a point where it's a little bit harder to uh, to make the case for him in tournaments. All right, Toronto and the Pacers. So this game looks pretty appealing here. Um, on the Raptors side, Siakam and Van Fleet both playing pretty big minutes. I think a small uh, small lean for me to Van Fleet over Siakam, just because he he will be handling the ball more against a good matchup here. Siakam had a four-game last game, but we know he's a guy that can go for 50 any single night. So those two look decent. Small lean there for Van Fleet. I don't expect OG to be back here, uh, but obviously keep an eye on that one. Guys like Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., secondary options. If you want to play Gary Trent, he's always in play, and he has to hit his shots. He's been shooting pretty well of late, except for when I play him, and he goes for 15 fancy points. Um, so Gary Trent Jr., again, always viable. And then my other side is Ken Birch. Um, if he can't go, Precious Achua started, and he played 28 minutes. This is a big front court against the Pacers, right? So I don't know if they can necessarily go small. So assuming Precious Achua starts, I like him here at only 4-1. I'm moving on to the Pacers. So once again, I, I like Sabonis and Brogdon. Sabonis kind of had a floor game, even going to overtime. They actually benched him at times down the stretch. Like, what are you doing, Rick Carlisle? How does he have a job? How does Rick Carlisle have a job? Play Sabonis 38 minutes a night. Like, what are you doing, dude? God, it's so frustrating. But yeah, Sabonis, um, 8.8. He's been uh, producing at a much higher level of late. Uh, so I have some interest in him. I think Brogdon looks the best point per dollar, 7.5. He played 46 minutes, 41 in regulation. 41 minutes in regulation. So Brogdon looks really, really safe here at 7.5. Um, Turner, Lavert, more secondary options. Not much else here for the Pacers. I'll mention Chris Duarte. He had a decent game at 4-1. Um, he's viable for value, but not like a smash play. All right, Atlanta and Memphis. So Trey Young always in play for tournaments. The price is coming down a little bit too. 9.3. Again, he's going to play like 35 minutes of the game stays close. He's had a couple big games recently. So I always like Trey for GBPs. And the two bigs, Always in play for tournaments as well. The reason I say that is Capella, at times, they can go They can go uh, small. Memphis has shown that they want to go small, too, down the stretch. So, like, does Capella close this game? That's up in the air. So, that's why I think he's, he's GPP only. And then you have John Collins, who's always in foul trouble. So, like, Atlanta as a team, the big three, usually in a large slate, are all tournament plays. That being Trey Young, Capella, Collins. Again, I like the upset. 
If I knew Capello was going to play 32 to 35 minutes, I would really like him at 7-5. If I knew John Collins could stay out of foul trouble and play 35-plus minutes, I would really like him. So, like, um, yeah, the Atlanta guys, the spend-ups are usually GPP plays for me. Bogdanovich, Herter, fine cash game plays. I think both play around 30 minutes, assuming the game stays competitive. Gallinari, Reddish, viable tournament pivots off the bench. But, yeah, Atlanta's a whole, um, a lot of viable plays, but no, like, smash options, no smash plays for me. Moving on to Memphis, so John Morant, 9.6K. I think he plays mid-30s minutes. He had a nice game, even with Dylan Brooks back. I think he's a pretty safe play. Uh, Triple J, you can always go to him in tournaments. Again, he does have upside, but the floor is low because of his foul issues. Dylan Brooks at 5.9, played 26 minutes last game, was in some foul trouble. I think he probably plays over 30 minutes of the game, stays close. So he's always viable. He's kind of a black hole, meaning he's going to take more shots than he probably should. He thinks he's better than he is in the offensive end. Uh, Bain at 5'5", five, five, kind of priced up from when Brooks is out, so I'll, I'll pass there. Slomo hasn't really been getting the mitts that uh, you know I thought he would, moving in the starting lineup at times. And then Steven Adams, the minutes are trending down again. They've been closing small. So um, last guy I'll mention is Brandon Clark. With with Adams' minutes ticking down, Clark's minutes have been ticking up, 26 in back-to-back games. He's actually a decent point-per-minute guy. So I actually have some interest in Brandon Clark here. Now, am I confident he can play 26 minutes again? No. I'm not. He could go back. He could play 12 minutes tomorrow, and I would not be surprised. So there is some risk, but assuming the minutes are there for Clark, I think he's a good value play. Washington and OKC. So not much that stands out. I think Brad Beals, a viable spend-up, should play 35-plus minutes, will be the number one on offense. Um, Dinwiddie, Kuzma with Beal in, don't don't stand out to me. Harold Gafford going to split the center minutes. Small lean to Gafford for the price discount, but he's also much riskier with his foul issues. There's just not much here. KCP, Denny, yeah, you can play them in tournaments and hope they hit their shots, but they're very score independent. On the Thunder side, so keep an eye on SGA. If he is out, I really like Giddy once again. Uh, 34 minutes last game. He just has triple-double upside. He is The upside goes way up when he's handling the ball more, so I really like Giddy if there's no Shea. Um, guys like Dort, Baisley, both in play for GPPs if SGA is out. And then Robinson Earl, 4-3. Minutes have been ticking up. Production's been going up on him, too. Um, 32, 28 minutes. I think he's a decent value play at that price. Um, probably not going to anyone else, though, on the Thunder. If Shea Gildas Alexander is in, then it's probably only him and Giddy that I have some interest in. Um, and neither would be a must play. All right, Boston and San Antonio. So Boston, uh, we got Jalen Brown back, but he was kind of limited with his minutes. So the two spend-ups in him and Tatum don't really stand out. Keep an eye on Rob Williams. If he can't go, and then Corford is solid. But again, he's like 7'6", so it's not like we're getting him at a super cheap price point. Schroeder and Smart don't really stand out with Jalen Brown back. This team in general is kind of just a fade for me. Grant Williams probably gets more minutes if Rob Williams can't go. Uh, but again, Jalen Brown in, that's just one more body in this rotation where Celtics as a whole are just like secondary options. Moving on to the Spurs. I do have some mention to John Murray for tournaments at 9-4. Um, he's shown a floor, right? He's shown a floor of like mid-20s fancy points, but the ceiling is like 50, 60 fancy points from him. So um, Boston has not been the same team defensively uh, last few years. So I do have some mention to John Murray for GBPs, like his upside. And then Jakob Pertl, I think, really stands out here at 5-7. Played 29 minutes. That game was a blowout. He was on pace for like 34, 35 minutes. So I really do like Pertl. He is a high floor. Um, I think he's one of the better plays in the mid-range at his price. The rest of the Spurs are secondary options. Now keep an eye on Bissell and McDermott. If they're both out, probably more minutes for guys like Keldon White and Lonnie Walker. But I'll just say this. You can never fully trust Pop. Like you think those guys get more minutes, Popovich, nah, let's dust off Kata Bates Diop and throw him in the starting lineup. Let's dust off Bryn Forbes and play him 30 minutes. That, just, if you're new to DFS, 
and you're confident after a few Spurs guys get ruled out, you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I can't wait to play Lonnie Walker. He's going to play 30 minutes. Get ready to get popped. All right, Milwaukee and Denver. So Milwaukee almost fully healthy now, just waiting on Brooke Lopez and DiVincenzo to return. Uh, Giannis had to come out 12-2. I think it's a pretty safe play. I actually like him more if Jokic is in because then I'm more confident this game stays competitive. So um, Giannis at 12-2, I think is one of the safer spend-ups. Should play mid-30s minutes of the game stays close. Been a lot of blowouts recently for the Bucks. Uh, Middleton, Portis, Holiday. No, no one that I love. I think if I had to pick a secondary option, it actually would be Bobby Portis. He's played really well, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I love playing Bobby Portis. I love Bobby Portis in general. 41, 49, 46 fans points three of the last four games. So he's had some pretty big games. Now, the concern would be if Jokic is in, there would be some foul risk. But, um, yeah, if you want to go to Bobby Portis and GBPs, I'm not going to talk you off him. He's played really well of late. Not going to touch the value, though. We've got to Denver. So it just depends on Jokic. If Jokic plays, I really like him. He's probably my favorite spend-up if he plays at 11-5. Um, I don't think there'd be a limitation with the wrist uh, if he's good to go. Now, if he misses, that's where things get interesting. Because then Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, Monte Morris, probably the top guys in offense. They all kind of had four games last game with Jokic out. But those are going to be the three highest usage guys. And then you have both Greens that probably start to play big minutes. Jeff Green had a ceiling game. He had 40 fancy points. Um, you know, if Jokic is out, I have a feeling he'll get a good amount of ownership. I'll probably pass. I think that's a chase going to Jeff Green. I would probably prefer Jermichael Green at 3-8, um, who probably comes in at much less ownership because he didn't have as good of a game. So the whole starting five would be in play. Barton, Gordon, Morris, Jeff Green, Jermichael Green. They also lost P.J. Dozier for the year, so they are thin um, guys that a guy that composed Composo probably get some decent run off the bench. I think he's viable at only 3.5k. All right, Pelicans Jazz, a tough matchup here. Jonas, I mean, the Pelicans are just involved in so many blowouts here. Uh, blowout, blowout, they, they get blown out. Oh, wait, they blew out the Pacers. No, they get blown out, they get blown out, and then they blow out Washington. What is going on here? Um, so three straight blowouts, but look at this. 40 fancy points in 23 minutes, 41 in 24. If you played Jonas Valanciunas last night, you got insanely unlucky, and I feel so bad for you. because I was first tilting about it because it's like, oh, I played Jonas Valanciunas, so you can't stay out of foul trouble. I fade him, he's smashing, but then the game blows out. So JV probably would have gone for 60 last game, so you got insanely unlucky if you played JV last night. Again, I really, really do feel for you. Um, Ingram, 8K against the Jazz. I'll pass. I think my... Uh, it's JV that I have some interesting, even a tough matchup. And then Josh Hart at 5 6. He's been really consistent, except, except when I finally buy in seven points, two boards. Every other game, let's just stuff the stat sheet and go for five steals a game. I play him seven points, two boards. Again, yes, I'm still extremely tilted and probably going to bring it up the next few videos when the Pelicans are on the slate. The answer is yes. Um,. Anything else here for the Pelicans? Herbert Jones has gotten more minutes, but there have been a back-to-back blowout. So I need to see what his minutes are going to be like if the game stays competitive. Um, but yeah, that's it for the Pelicans. Moving on to the Jazz. Mitchell has been really disappointing of late, but this is a pretty good price and matchup. If you're confident the game stays close, I do have some interest in Mitchell. I think Rudy Gobert is in a pretty good spot here too. I don't like playing this guy, but I think he plays low 30s minutes. Again, he played 39 last game because Whiteside got ejected. Um, so that's probably an outlier for minutes there. The rest of the Jazz are secondary options of Conley, Bogdanovich. Clarkson, O'Neal, Ingles. If you want to land on one of those guys' last piece in, sure, they're fine, but no stand-up plays here. All right, Portland and Golden State. So, again, Chauncey Billups. You see what happens when you play him minutes. Play. It's like the it's like the meme where the guy holds up the sign. I was like, you can put, like that, that's me holding up the sign. Play Nurkic more. 
play him more. So, Yusuf Nurkic, great point permitted guy. The issue has been the minutes, right? He's just getting like 20 minutes a game for some reason. Well, he finally played more minutes and was in foul trouble too. Could have played more. He played 32 minutes. Now, my concern is this is a small ball Golden State team. So, do they close small with Nance? We will see. Let's just say this. If Yusuf Nurkic plays over 30 minutes again here against the Warriors, I think there's a pretty good chance he's going to be in the winning lineup tomorrow. If he plays like 22 minutes like he has been this season, then probably not. So this one comes down to, do you think he's going to be in the closing lineup? And do you think Nurkic gets a good amount of minutes? If he does, I absolutely love him there at 6-2. The guards, Lillard, McCollum. Small lean to Lillard. I think he has a higher floor. Um, He's finally been shooting the ball um, you know, better of late. So I asked him interested in Lillard. He seems to always step up in the big games. This is a pretty big game against Golden State. CJ's a frustrating roster. I mentioned that like I felt like people were going to chase him last late, and they did. He was like 30% high stakes. He was a massive bust. He just has a lower floor um, when Lillard gets going, right? CJ was consistent to start the year because Lillard was really struggling. But when Lillard gets it going, like CJ kind of takes a back seat and does have a pretty low floor. We've seen here 20 fancy points in 38 minutes, 35, 28 in three of the last four games. So the ceiling, he can still go for like 45 to 50, but the floor is just a lot lower when Dame is is getting it going. And Dame seems to be uh, back to mid-season form here. The rest of the Blazers, Powell, you can always use because rely on the scoring. I put Covington in the late slate, uh, 15 minutes negative 0.5 fancy points let me just repeat that i get a low owned nurkic in the late slate i play looking great and i have robert covington he's been going for mid-20s fancy points every single game i buy in 15 minutes gets ejected and has negative 0.5 fancy points Larry Nance at 3-8. If you think they close small, Larry Nance probably is going to be the guy at the 5. So if you're if you're worried about Nurkic's minutes, then just play Larry Nance, who probably would close if they do go small. And that's probably it for me. Um, I don't think I consider anyone else in Portland. Moving on to Golden State. Steph Curry been a little bit quiet of late. 11-4. He's always in play for tournaments. Again, the floor is low. Again, I played him when he had 27 fancy points. No surprise there to anyone. Uh, bounce back, I guess 49. I mean, that's not great at his price point. But, like, he can go for 60-plus. This is an up-tempo game against Portland. So, I like stuff for tournaments. I think Wiggins and Poole a little bit too overpriced. Draymond Green at 6-7 probably plays 30 to 35 minutes. I think a fair option that stuffs the stat sheet. Uh, we haven't really seen the ceiling from him lately. Kevon Looney's been playing more of late too. 20 plus minutes the last three games. I think he's okay value. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to kill you, but he's probably not going to win you GBP either. And then if Iguodala's out, I, I kind of like Otto Porter Jr. Uh, the only concern is his coach and Steve Kerr, but he has played 20 plus minutes the last three games. So like Porter's a decent point from a guy, a little bit interested in him in an up-tempo game. And finally, the Kings and the Lakers. So <laughs> De'Aaron Fox, if you played him last late, I feel for you. He was on pace for a pretty good game, ejected. So, um, you know, he's going to play mid-30s minutes. The floor is way lower on Fox this year, but the ceiling is still there. So like him for tournaments. Keep an eye on Holmes and Barnes. I don't think Barnes plays in this one. He um, left the game. They ruled him out right away with a foot injury. And also Holmes is questionable. So if Holmes can't go, they start at Alex Len at the five. He's the flat man price. Would like him for value. However, he was going to come back in the fourth, and he said, nah, keep Damian Jones in there. So they ran a three. This is, I feel like I'm going to throw up. A three headed monster at center with listen to this Alex Len Tristan Thompson 
and Damian Jones. Is there anything more disgusting than that? Alex Len, Tristan Thompson, Damian Jones, three-headed monster at center. If Harrison Barnes can't go, possibly Marvin Bagley moves in the starting lineup. He closed the game for Barnes. And Bagley actually is a good point for a guy, a good player in the offensive end. So, like, if he starts, I used to mention Marvin Bagley. Guys like Halliburton, Heald are fine secondary plays, but don't really stand out to me. I mentioned Mo Harkless, too, at 3K. Uh, played 24 minutes, super, super low usage guy. But if he starts, I think you can play him. And finally, the Lakers. So, I expect AD to come back here. He is, uh, it was an illness. So, like, a couple days rest, I think will be good to go. We'll see. If AD can't go, then uh, LeBron, Westbrook get a pretty big usage bump. And then the two centers, Indiana Jordan, Dwight Howard, look better at 3-6 and 3-4. Um, so monitor that one. If AD plays, they're all kind of secondary plays. If you want to go to someone in the Lakers, big three, you can, but no one would really stand out. So yeah, guys, that's going to do it for the video. If you haven't enjoyed the content, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I will see you all tomorrow in the live stream.